This presentation was recorded at the 2017 Christian School Administration Institute held in Zurich, Ontario. For more information about the Institute, contact Philip Horst at philip.horst.79 at gmail.com. That's p-h-i-l-i-p dot h-o-r-s-t dot 79 at gmail.com. Well, we, <clears throat> excuse me, greet you in Jesus' name this afternoon. I guess this is off or not on my notes here, but I was just doing a little bit of thinking. Um, today is a, a regular school day. Most of us probably have school operating somewhat like normal. And if you just look at the time, the students have been out of school for maybe half an hour, something like that. And if you're like me, if you've been here since nine this morning, you're maybe almost feeling a little bit jaded and a lot of information that's been coming and so on. So you can maybe identify with your children a little bit better if, if they do come home weary from school, maybe not physically, but mentally. Then my thoughts went on and I thought, you know, our teachers are probably just done their afternoon chat and guess what, they're ready to get back to work. So I challenge you, Hopefully in the next um, three sessions here, you can still have a little bit of room to do a bit of work, store a little bit um, something. I thought maybe I will, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I realize I don't think anybody else did this, to give a bit of an introduction, I'm not doing this to um, bring attention to myself, but just so that you can have a little bit of an idea what my frame of reference is a term that's been used, my experience, is actually in the parochial school system here in Ontario. And I certainly don't apologize for that. It's been very good. I went to school in a parochial school and I taught six terms some years ago from 98 till 04. And then I was in the school board for three years in a parochial school as well. And now we moved to the community close to Belleville, um, Dayspring Congregation, feel blessed to for our involvement there and involved in school there as well. So when considering the parochial school system, there is a bit of a difference in focus, but there's many things that um, we can learn from each other. So I trust that we can do that here. But if you hear some things that to you aren't familiar, familiar I'm not trying to push it on you, but maybe it's just because of my background and my experience. So getting into our topic here, and I was planning to just hide behind the rest of the um, committee. I didn't realize Philip will make an announcement. Um, I did try to help a bit in getting this together, but I was going to say that the men planning this must have thought that this topic is important because there was a, a workshop on it, and now this as well. So is it important? And I just happened to get a, a circle letter that I'm involved in from my um, teaching contacts, and this is, again, the parochial school system, but I presume that the numbers would be quite similar. If anybody has numbers for um, the group represented here, I would be interested in it. We heard this morning about our schools have been operating for 50 years. So in the parochial system, it would be from 1966 to 2016. Now, focusing on teachers, of course, we need beginner teachers starting, or we'd never have experienced teachers either. So there are 949 teachers started teaching in those 50 years. So can you imagine? I struggle with that a little bit. That's a lot of people. 
that started teaching, and but by what I mean about started, some of them are still, thankfully, teaching today. And I guess I won't take the time in asking you to guess, but I found it very interesting. This was broken up into how long those teachers taught, or in the circle that was just bringing out the first two years. So of those 949, 26% taught for one year. And 24% taught for two years. So if you can do a little bit of math, that means exactly half the teachers taught for two years. And if somebody wants to, or does anybody know what the numbers would be in our system? If somebody can get that together again, I'd find it interesting, but I'm just gonna presume that we're roughly operating at the same level. So taking a look at this, um, appreciated Philip's points. Maybe we're overlapping and not quite coming from the same angle, but I hope that's okay. You can um, digest that and see where you come out at. I kind of came up with two points from this, and the one, maybe I'll do that one first because of what Philip was saying. The one would be, <coughs> excuse me again. The one would of course be, um, could we improve our retention rate? I was just thinking about, we got businessmen here, and if you'd have that kind of turnover in your furniture shop, I imagine there'd be some, some concern, some frustration there, and so on. So yes, I'll just simply keep that short and echo what um, Philip was saying there. Could we increase that retention rate? But then here I will um, venture out to say my second point regarding this high turnover is that some of that is actually what we expect. If I may clarify that a little bit, um, we do encourage our sisters to teach school, but we also encourage if the Lord leads that way for them to get married. And then that again, the way we do things that more or less ends that. And even for the young men, not everybody's called to be career teachers. And yet we do encourage some voluntary service of some kind. Some people might end up far away in Hong Kong or Guatemala, but some might teach school. And I think that's a, that's a blessing as well. And some of them just aren't, God probably didn't make them to be career teachers, and yet I'm agreeing with Philip, I think more could. So we need to do all we can on, on that end. But getting back to this one or two years, let's not call it all wrong. And my point is just, let's make those one or two years the best one or two years that we can. And that takes effort. We, we must admit it. If you are a board member here and you've had a teacher that has taught 30 years and things are going relatively well, I don't want to call you lazy, but it is different than if you have a new teacher every year, every two years, um, because you don't have that continuity there. So what, what can we do? How can we um, encourage our, our beginning teachers so that they have a good year or a good year or two? So I made um, a few points, and you maybe saw on your brochure um, head, mentioned some there. And so the, the one thing is about protection from, not sure how I worded it here, how, how and when should the school board guard the new teacher from concerned or upset parents? And I'm not sure if I'll 
um, do justice to that. We've had a lot of good points um, brought out today about structure and parents, teacher, principal, board, um, all that communication. So I won't try to elaborate exactly what that should look like, but try to do your best as the probably be the board um, chairman's job to communicate with the teacher actually what that structure looks like at your school. So if, if that can be done, that already might be somewhat of a safeguard. If the parents understand it as well, um, of course, helps quite a bit. Communicate with your beginning teacher. Just personally, I wasn't, I think I was 20, going on 21, um, probably thought I was more mature than I really was. But regardless, um, I didn't mind direct communication with the parents on issues with their with their students and learning and so on. That, that I didn't, um, wasn't afraid of. But then, and this is something that's not very um, controversial. I'll just give one example that I remember from early on. It was probably September. My first school term, um, probably every school has its little quirks, things that aren't right and wrong, not sin and, and good and so on. But this one included nine inch baseballs. So I don't know if you're baseball players, uh, most schools use an 11 or even a 12 inch. And uh, the nine inch balls, you can, a man can wrap his fingers around that quite far. To some people, it probably means major league baseball and, and things that are not good. I'm not trying to get out of you what your personal opinion is here, but apparently it was an issue the year before and a rule had been made, I don't even remember whether it was teacher, board, that these nine inch baseballs aren't allowed at school. And we heard about letting last year be last year, but if you can, if there are some things like that, that the students will be trying you out just to see, you know, where's authority at, how are, how are things with this new teacher? If the new teacher doesn't know that something to like that is, is not acceptable, and then you're just somewhat opening that up for some misunderstandings, some, and here again, I think it was maybe a, a mother that came in to tell me about it. And, you know, and looking back, it probably would have been better if something like that would have been, would have been handled more according to the, the proper structure. So I see I have to keep moving. I think I'll um, just skip on from that one there. Another one is a realistic workload. And this can probably be a challenge for sure if you're not too familiar with the actual day-to-day -day workings of the classroom. I remember when I started teaching, there was certainly encouragement given to, maybe I should back up a bit. We did more of our own test preparations for history and so on. And, and I had a very experienced teacher and was blessed that way. And I tried to mentor after her and make exams for all the subjects, and that's a lot of work because I had to actually make them um, for geography, science, and history. And I was determined enough to do it, but I did appreciate, or I appreciate more now, that the experienced teachers were willing to say, "Hey, you don't have to do all of that. You can you can back off a bit." So in our setting, um, one example that I'll give here, and I'm not trying to change your policy, but is it necessary for the the beginning teacher, or any teacher for that matter, to, to take marks from every lesson every day. 
or could the tests actually reflect how the student is doing? So as a board, as a principal, whoever's job that is, take a look at some of those things. If the teacher is busy being a work marker, checker person, and the stack is yay high, and they're looking at the clock, and it's high supper time, and their boarding place doesn't like when they come home late, and so on, then she's going to be stressed out, or he's going to be all worn out, finally done checking that heavy backpack at about 10 o'clock at night, and guess what? There's, there's nothing left for reading in that encyclopedia and digging her or his well deeper for the next day to be an enthusiastic teacher. So watch that, what you require that might be zapping the strength rather than um, building something. And point number three, uh, make sure they get the training that is available. And I was happy to hear about the um, idea about student teaching. Definitely, that is good. And whatever seminars are taking place, I think we'll just carry on here. And then my last point, um, Philip kind of stole my thunder there, and that's all right. Um, in the Proca School system, it is set up with a senior partner, junior partner, um, an official, it's, it's run by the summer school committee, if you're interested in technical details, but I was partnered up. So I taught for six terms, and I was always a junior partner, partnered up with a senior partner, somebody that had more experience. Eventually, I don't remember all these, and I didn't research it. I wonder if by seven years, somewhere in there, some people had parallel partners, so you just could compare notes together. And I did this with, um, Dwayne Weber unofficially there, um, then maybe by 10 years, you would have been experienced enough that you would have been doing some training with or some partnering with junior partners. And that was, it was structured. The senior partners were actually paid for their travel expense. They would come visit school, um, available on the phone and all that kind of thing. And it was just the way that system is structured. I think it was the expenses were captured by the the system as a whole. So listening today, um, and had this on my mind, I think if we have larger schools and we have principals with teaching experience and have been there a while, I think that maybe somewhat fills that need. But if that's not the case, and this is no offense to, to anybody, but just to help us as men um, picture a little bit how it maybe feels for a teacher who needs more than affirmation. And affirmation is, is very important. Don't, don't take me wrong at all. But let's say you have a supportive school board and the teacher brings something out and she's having this issue and what should we do? And oh, you can do it, you know, keep it up. We like what you're doing, just, just keep on. And that in my mind, if you offer affirmation but no real content as to what the next step would be, that's not a whole lot different. It's easier for me if I use a, an example. I didn't ask Eli for permission, but I think we understand each other as, as brothers out east there. So he is a welding shop. And if I would be on his um, steering committee there for his shop, and he's having issues that when he's welding these, the things are warping and it's just not working. And the people who are buying them, you know, they're actually threatening to quit purchasing and so this is this is serious and let's say I'm the most experienced on on the committee I did do a little bit of welding and you know I look at it and I say well 
you know what, it looks like you're doing a pretty good job. Just keep it up, you can do it, try again, and so on. Do you think he's going to be satisfied with uh, the level of expertise that I help him out with? So hopefully um, that isn't offensive, I see. I need to, need to quit here, but just to encourage us, and if the resource committee gets something in place, I'm very happy about that. But if not, as a board, don't be afraid to actually find somebody who the teacher can officially connect with. This isn't authoritative, taking away from the board's um, authority. It's just simply advice, back and forth. What practical thing could work here in this situation. Thank you and God bless. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.